Hi, everyone. My name is Trika Wheeler, and I want to welcome you to the Professional DNA Podcast. I am here as your career mindset strategist and the founder and CEO of T. Wheeler Strategic Solutions, a professional development and consulting company. I am so passionate about leveraging strategy to advance in anything you do in life. It's my passion and my mission to help you strategically navigate your professional journey and help you to discover your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. I am here to help you discover your unique value and to shift those mindsets and design a strategy to help you advance in your career, make more money, and do so all while achieving work-life harmony. That's right, your career, your professional life, and your personal life coexisting and working harmoniously together. It's time for you to win, and I'm here to help you cross the finish line. Grab that notebook, grab that pen, and let's jump in. Hey, hey, Achievers, how are you? I hope you had a great week last week, and you know it's time for another episode of Professional DNA. You already know who it is. It's Tarika Wheeler, your career mindset strategist, and I am ready to jump into today's episode because I'm just a little concerned about just some of the things that I'm hearing. I, You know, I love having these discovery calls because I get to meet so many people, so many working parents, working moms, high achieving professionals who are just trying to, you know, figure it out, get to the next level in their career, find some fulfillment and happiness in their career. And I love it. I love having discovery calls. And regardless if those calls turn into clients, it's just always a beautiful experience to have people trust you to have those conversations, right? So recently, I've been hearing kind of this trend of people not feeling like their experience and their skills that they have in their current roles can help them make a move. And that's bothersome to me because people are staying in jobs, staying in careers that are not fulfilling, are not making them happy. It's not kind of what they were desiring or expecting along this professional journey. And that's not okay. That's not okay. It's not okay to settle and just stay where you are because you can't figure some things out. So today is all about figuring it out. We're talking about how do you leverage your experience and your skills to make your next career move, right? How can we make that big next move? Um, there was a song, I think, I'm probably going to totally date myself, but it's like talking about bust a move. Like, how do you bust a move? How do you really get yourself into a position to where you can make a move and do so with confidence? Do so by leveraging your existing experience that you have and your skills. So that's what we're digging in and talking about today. Um, I'm going to give you a real quick pause. Go grab your notebook because I need you to take notes on this one. It's time to make a move, whether if you're moving in your current organization or you're trying to explore other organizations or even a whole new industry, it's time to make that move if you've been settling and you're not happy where you are. So go get your notebook and then come right back. All right. You ready now? You got your notebook? Awesome. So as I said, today's episode, we're talking about how to leverage your experience and your skills to make your next career move, whatever that move may be, right? Whether you're looking to move up, you're looking to move across, or you're looking to move out, (laughs) whatever it may be, 
we got to make sure that you understand that you have valuable experience, invaluable experience, honestly, and skills that you can absolutely leverage to help you get to another level in your career, get to another level along this professional journey. You know, at the end of last year, December of 2021, there was a Gallup survey that came out. And in the survey, it revealed that 85%, 85% of people weren't happy in their jobs. 85%. That is huge. That is huge. And if you're in that number, if you're in that number, I want you to really think about what's keeping you as a part of that 85%. If you are happy in your job, like if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Like if you are ready to stay where you are, but can just continue to grow, don't turn this episode off because this is for you as well. There are going to be some gems and strategies in here that you can use. But if you're in that 85%, we got to get you out of that 85%. And I want to grow. I, I am on this like mission to grow that number of people that are successful and fulfilled, successful and fulfilled in their careers. Guys, everybody's not designed, quite frankly, to go into entrepreneurship or build their own business. It's not for everyone, right? It really is not. And I know we see a lot of that in social media and on the internet and helping people leave their nine to fives. And if that's for you, then, hey, go after it a hundred grand. And I would love to connect you with folks who are doing it and doing it well and building community for those who are looking to leave their nine to five to go and start their business. But if that is not you, if you enjoy being a professional that operates in a career in a nine to five, I hate to say nine to five because, you know, our hours, I don't know when the last time I worked nine to five. <laughs> so it could be, sometimes my mornings are earlier sometimes my evenings are later, it all goes over. But to kind of that traditional working experience, if that's what makes you happy, if that's what you want to do, then let's be present and do that. But I want you to know that you don't have to settle and stay where you are. You can actually make moves. You can bust the move and get into another career or um, industry or company or organization, leveraging your current experience and the skills that you have. Okay, that's what this is all about. So what's stopping you? What's stopping you? What is really preventing you from making this move? So I'm going to tell you a couple of things that I believe that it is just based on what I'm hearing on these discovery calls. And there's there's a few. So the first one is fear. The second one is lack of confidence. And the third and fourth, which kind of go together, is this perceived thinking right? These limiting beliefs around your experience and your current skills not being transferable, not being enough for you to make that move. And so I want to talk about those today and help you work through them. Okay, you guys ready? So let's let's tackle it. We're going to tackle all of it. We're going to tackle the fear of the confidence pieces and then this kind of idea of how you can leverage your experience and your skills to get you to that next level. Okay. I'm going to tell you something, Achievers, and if you're new listening, I you're welcome because you are a part of the Achiever community. What is an Achiever? An Achiever is anyone who is high-performing, high-achieving professional. You want something more. You want to get to the next level. You are ready to achieve 
all that you desire and deserve. So welcome to the Achiever community. And I'll tell you this, if you're not a part of the Achiever community and receiving emails, I want you to go to yourpdna.com, yourpdna.com and join our community. Or if you follow me on Instagram, professional underscore DNA, you can go right up there to that link in the bio, click on it, and you can join the community there as well. Because I want to talk with you, you know, every week, every week I'm sending you out something, the weekly achiever, um, which sometimes, you know, the weekly achiever becomes like a bi-weekly achiever because I am all about sending value and not just sending mess. So if I don't have anything that's new and fresh and like ready for you to go, you know, you, I'm not just going to dump a whole bunch of things into your inbox that you're not going to be interested in, or you're not going to want, right? So anyways, to all to say, join the community, but just by listening to Professional DNA, you are a part of the Achiever community as well, okay? So we're going to tackle it all, Achievers. We're going to dig through each one of these pieces. But one thing that I want you to think about um, before we even jump into the first item, which is fear, and in particularly fear of success, I want you to stop ignoring the impact that work has on your personal life. We cannot ignore that where we spend our time, we spend so many hours of the day in our careers, in our professions, and you can't ignore how what you're feeling while you're operating in your job, while you're you know working throughout your career, you're going to meetings, you're interacting with team members, colleagues, supervisors, leadership, what have you, you cannot ignore the impact that has on your life, rather if it be positive or not so positive right? It's like kids in school. You know, as parents, for all my working parents out there, which I I have an extreme passion to really work with working parents, (laughs) I say that a couple of times, work with working parents, because things hit different. We experience things differently because it's not just about us as an individual. And especially if you have a partner or spouse um, or you're co-parenting, whatever that situation may be, it's, it's different when you're trying to advance in your career and you've got those ambitions, which ambition is great to have, but you're also trying to ensure that you've got harmony that is existing between your work and your family life, right? Your work and your personal life. So I'm with, right there with you and I understand what that feels like. And that's why I like to work with working parents. It's, it's a core of what I do in ensuring that you can design career strategies and increase your income while achieving work-life harmony because it is essential. Work-life harmony is essential. It is very different from balance. You guys have heard me talk about this before. Work-life harmony is essential so that your work and life are integrated and coexisting together, right? So again, we can't ignore this impact that work has. And I was talking about kids, you know, kids spend a lot of time at school, right? And we as parents, want our kids to have a great school environment, right? We want them to not only just be there to learn and to grow, but we want to ensure that the school that they're going to is something that's going to foster that growth, right? It's going to be a quote unquote good school. They're there for five, six plus hours, right? And so just as passionate as we are about ensuring that our kids have a good education and they're in a great school and the amount of time that they spend there, we got to flip that same type of thinking to as professionals that we are in an environment that's going to foster 
our growth, support our growth. It's going to present opportunities. Or as we just talked about in the last episode, you've got an environment in which you can create and execute your own opportunities in. But if you're not in the right environment to do that, you know, it, it makes it very challenging, right? So I, you, and it, you can't ignore the school environment and how that impacts your child. So if your child is in a school environment that is not so positive, you shouldn't be shocked if they're coming home with not so positive behaviors and interactions because of the environment that they're in in five to six times a day or five to six hours a day, right? If you're at work and you're in an environment that you're not growing or it's an environment that is toxic or or it is just an environment in which you have not taken responsibility of your career. Maybe you've got a good environment, but you've not taken responsibility of your career to kind of own and be the CEO of your career to get yourself to the next level. You're going to find yourself feeling ugh and just kind of, you know, stuck and not really being able to make the what? That move, right? Not being able to bust the move. So I want to go through and, and, and tackle these areas because it's so important that you are thinking about how you can move and move strategically and move quickly, right? There's nothing worse than just sitting and sitting and sitting and settling in your career. It's so much wasted time and energy, and I don't want you doing that, okay? So I want you to be... I want you to put yourself in in a professional career environment, a professional environment, career environment. And I also want you to put yourself in a professional kind of career thinking, right? Like this, like that mindset of what do I desire? What does success look like for me? Like start to think about that. And as you do that, you'll start to not want to settle anymore and you'll be ready to make that move. You'll be ready to make that move. Um, This is really... To be honest with you, this is one of the most critical episodes that I've done thus far in professional DNA. Why? Because once you know how to leverage your experience and leverage your skill sets, you become unstoppable, right? When you can really be strategic about all that you have while continuing to gain, <laughs> you like become a force to be reckoned with. And I've been there. I've been in a place to where I shifted careers altogether, changed industries. I was in kind of global nonprofit health communications, public health, and switched into project management and um, government contracting. Two different worlds. However, my experience and my expertise that I had gained over the years and the skill sets that I had were transferable. And all I had to do was leverage those and communicate those in a way to where those who I was working with could see it. And I had convinced myself and had confidence in myself because I recognized that I could leverage what I already had to get what I want, right? We're gonna leverage what you have to get what you want. That's that's where we're going today, alrighty? So let's take into the first one. Fear is an interesting thing. And it's interesting because fear can sometimes be helpful right? Fear can sometimes be helpful because it it puts you in a position to really sit back and assess and understand why you're fearful, why you're scared. And then what I want you to do though, is to not sit in that place. And I want you to move forward, right? I want us to make the move. So the first thing we're going to tackle is fear. I know that you could be scared. I know that sometimes it feels like 
yeah, I've been doing all this work. I've been working here for all these years, but I'm reading these job descriptions. I'm listening to colleagues who are presenting opportunities to me and I don't see where I fit in. This, I just, I, I know I need to make a move, but I just don't believe that I can get to this, I can get to this other position or I can change organizations or companies or, you know, what is that really going to do for my family if I make that change and now I have to like start all over at a new job, a new career, what does that look like? How does that feel? I get it. And all of those questions are valid. Your fear is valid. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not because your fear is, is valid. But what is going to separate you from being successful versus not successful is how you approach your fear, right? Like literally how you step in fear's face and say, what's up? What's, what, what are we doing? Right. And so here's, here's what I want you to do. And as we're thinking about the fear piece of this, one, I want you to call it out. I want you to call your fears out. What are they? I am fearful of fill in the blank. Right. I am fearful of fill in the blank. And then I want you to take it one more step and say, because if I make X move, I believe this will happen. So I am fearful of what? Because if I make, let's fill in the blank and say career move, this career move, I believe this will happen. You see how we're calling it out? And I want you to write that down. Don't just do it in your head. And if you're listening right now, you don't have pen and paper, that's fine. Do it when you get home, okay? <laughs> But I want you to write this down because we have to call out our fears and we have to put them on paper so that we can then begin to put a plan in place to attack them. And that's the second part of this. What's the plan of attack? What's the plan of attack? So if that, if that belief is there, if I believe this will happen, then the plan of attack is to say, I am going to do X to help alleviate and reduce my fears so that I can achieve my goal. I am going to do X to reduce and alleviate my fears so that I can achieve my goals. It's like Mad Lib style, but when you're writing it down, it helps you think it through. Okay. And then the last piece around this, this fear. And again, we're talking about fear as it relates to making your next move, right? In your career. I want you to think about who or what can help me work through my fears. Who or what can help me work through my fears? So perhaps it is a colleague. Perhaps it is someone within your network. And I hope you have this ecosystem of support. We talk about that where you have the cheerleader, you have the coach, you have a strategist, you have a mentor, you have a friend, you have a spotter. You've got all these various different people who play a different role in your career and in your even in your personal life that you can think about who do I need to have a conversation with who's going to help me kind of regulate you know how you talk about regulating the temperature? Like, oh, it's too cold in here, but oh, it's too hot in here. You want to get it just right. I want to get you just right. Because here's the thing. Having a little bit of fear is not bad because it pushes us to be courageous and to be brave, right? It, it just gives us a different type of push. So I, it's not all going to go away. And that's okay. Because you know what the best 
cure to fear is, is success. And speaking of success, speaking of success, let me tell you real quick, I actually have a three-day masterclass that's coming up that's actually focusing on how you can train your brain to win, right? Because we all want to be successful in something, no matter what it is. You, you might just want to be successful in getting up on time, <laughs> whatever it may be, but we have to train our brains to win. We have to understand how do we not only shift mindsets, but then sustain the mindset shift that we went after. So I'll talk about it at the end of today's episode, but I want to let you know that there is a three-day masterclass that um, I'm hosting February 19th through the 21st, and it's all about training your brain to win so that you can learn how to mind your mindsets, right? And understand what are the habits and the strategies and the tactics and resources that you need to win at work and life. And I cannot wait to do this masterclass. It's going to be so much fun. Okay, but we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that at the end. So that's fear. That is fear. Let's talk about confidence. The confidence piece is, is huge because if, we're conf- if we don't have self-confidence, it's really difficult for us to push forward and pursue anything. And so we have to think about, well, where does this confidence actually come from? And and for me, confidence comes from inside, right? It's an internal, it's an internal piece. It's it's very personal, personal. And confidence in something that we have to grow. We have to grow. And in order to grow com- confidence, we have to condition our thoughts and our minds to position us well to be self-confident. So the first thing that I want you to do is I you've got to affirm yourself. And I know, I know, I know, I know. You hear about affirmations everywhere. Internet, social media, people are selling affirmation cards, affirmation journals, affirmations, affirmations, affirmations. So you know why though? Because they work. And if you really affirm yourself and you get yourself out of the stinking thinking and get yourself into positive thinking and speaking positive self-talk over yourself, you're going to put yourself in a better position to advance in your career. Why? Because you're going to affirm it so. I can make this career move. I have the skills and the experience to apply for this new job. I have the skills and the experience and the confidence to begin to advance in my company, to position myself for demonstrating value so that I can set myself up for a promotion. So we have to start speaking those positive words over ourselves. That's huge. Okay. That's huge. The other thing around confidence, and I talk about this a lot, and I probably sound like a broken record sometimes, but it's because it's true and it works. You have got to track your success. You have to track your achievements. You have to track how you are performing. How well are you doing? So in that, I want you to do a little bit of an exercise, okay? As you're listening, I know assignments. Absolutely, you're getting one every single week. So I want you to track your success, track your achievements. And here's the things I want you to do. You can do this in a table, a spreadsheet. Um, For those of you that I just gave you all types of crazy anxiety because you like spreadsheet, you mean like Excel? I know. I <laughs> know Excel is not everybody's friend. Draw a table, okay? Draw boxes, squares, whatever you have to do. Um, But I want you to, on a weekly basis, I want you to track what are you responsible for? And here's the thing, because I am super passionate about work-life harmony, I want you to track what you are responsible for at home and what you're responsible for at work. 
those all need to be in the same table. Color code them, maybe block the sections, but they all need to be in the same table. Why? Because work and life don't operate separately. They don't. And if they do, they start battling because you're trying to balance stuff and that's not what we're about. We're about work life what? Harmony. So they got to coexist. So I want you to track your responsibilities. What are you responsible for at work at home? Then in the next column, I want you to look at goals. What are the goals that you have for work at home that week? We're doing this a week at a time. Let's not try to pull this apart over the month or the quarter of the year. I really want you to just hone in on like micro goals, things for the week. Okay. And then what are the achievements? So at the end of the week, you've you've written down your responsibilities for this week at work and life. You've written down your goals. And at the end of the week, I want you to measure your success. What did you achieve in those areas? Right? What did you achieve with your responsibilities and the goals that you have in those responsibilities? What did you actually achieve? And then where are the receipts? What are the references? If if I popped up in your house and I was like, hey, so let me see, let me see your chart. Let me see your chart. Okay, well, show me some evidence that you actually did this. What could you show me? Right? And and I say that it's not about showing me. <laughs> you don't have to turn your homework into me. But what is I want you to show yourself. And that's where the power in something like this is, is that you're going to build confidence because you're going to see that you're making progress. Like you are making progress in your career. You're making progress in your life. And that's going to help you build self-confidence because it's like, I can do this. Like, wow, dang, I am doing this, right? So that's why I want you to do that exercise. That's why I want you to do that exercise. So we've talked about fear. We've talked about confidence. We're going to take a super quick break and come back and talk about expertise and skills, expertise and skills and how we can what? Leverage those, leverage those so that you can actually make the move, right? You can actually make your next career move. So I'll be right back and actually take a listen to um, what's coming up because I want to tell you a little bit more about this masterclass. I'll be right back. Today's episode of the Professional DNA Podcast is brought to you by Train Your Brain to Win, strategies to prime your mindset to win at work and in life. A three-day live masterclass, February 19th through the 21st that you cannot miss. Come learn the step-by-step processes for creating a highly successful version of your brain and creating your ideal lifestyle and the mindset, beliefs, and habits that support it. Jam-packed days that we are going to actually train to win. Are you tired of not achieving everything that you deserve and ready to create the most successful version of your brain? Let me tell you, I need to see you in my three-day masterclass. If you're serious about joining, I only have a few seats left. Why? Because this is going to be an intimate training that is going to be for those who are really ready to dig in so that you can sustain your success mindset, not just develop one, but sustain it so that you could win at work and in life. Be sure to follow me at professional underscore DNA on Instagram. Click the link in my bio and register today. Like a promo, want a discount? Be sure that you register for my email group, The Achiever Group. You can, again, go to yourpdna.com, register there, and get a promo code for this upcoming masterclass that you don't want to miss. I want to see you win. I hope you're ready to win. Let's go. 
All right, Achievers, we are back and we're going to jump right on in and finish this up. I hope to see you at that three-day masterclass. It is going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. We're going to work. We're going to work. But you know what? Hard work definitely pays off when you're willing to shift your mind and you're willing to put in the time and the energy so that you can actually get to the life that you deserve. Like the work is going to pay off. I can't wait to see you three whole days. Well, not all day. We're only going a couple of hours each day. Uh, February 19th, 11 to 2.15. February 20th, 11 to 2.15. And February 21st, 6.30 to 9. And those are all Eastern Standard Times. Okay. So I hope to see you there. Definitely send me a message if you have any questions whatsoever. And the spots are limited because I do want this to be intimate. So all right, let's jump on in and let's finish this up because now we're going to talk about the big pieces. Like now we're going to talk about leveraging your what? Your skills and your expertise. All of this experience that you have, everything that you put in your resume and your LinkedIn and all that you've accomplished to date. How can we leverage that so that you can actually bust the move, right? You can actually get to the next level. You can do that career move, whether if it's in the organization where you currently are, it is in another team or another division, or perhaps you're looking to leave and go to another organization altogether. Whatever it may be, it's time to move. If you're not happy and you're settling, it's time to move. So let's first, let's talk about expertise. Expertise. What are you good at? What are you good at? Because everyone has to know where their strengths are. That's why SWOT analyses are so important. If you've not heard of what SWOT is, S-W-O-T, in a SWOT analysis, you look at your strengths, you look at your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. And you can do a SWOT analysis as an organization, but you can also do a personal SWOT analysis. And in my one-on-one um, -on -one coaching and group coaching, I have my clients do a SWOT analysis because I want you to know what your strengths are, right? Where do you already have muscle? And that's where we're going to focus in today is on where are you and where's your expertise? Where's that zone of genius, right? What is your professional DNA, right? Your defined natural abilities to succeed. What is it? What is it? And why that's so important to understand is because when you know what you're good at, right? What do people often come to you for over and over again? How do we then translate that and leverage that so that you can progress and move forward? How do you communicate that verbally, but also in writing, especially in um, documents like a resume, a cover letter, or on a network like LinkedIn, how do you communicate that expertise so that it is transferable and not just tied to what you're doing right now? But before you even get to that, you've got to know what you're good at. So I want you to write down, and again, you may be saying, oh my goodness, Tarika, there's a lot of writing today. Sure is, because guess what? Career advancement does not come with the snap of a finger, career advancement and career growth comes with putting in this work. And that's what we're doing right now. Okay. So I want you to write down, what are you good at? What is, where are your areas of expertise? Where do you soar? Where do you excel? Don't tell me nothing. Don't say, I don't know. Pause and, and think about it. What are your areas of expertise? Where do you soar? Where does that zone of genius that is just like, 
if I can't do anything else, I can do this. Let me tell you something. My husband, he is an Excel whiz. And he will tell you, if if I can't do anything else, I can do Excel. Period, point blank there. Now, he can do a, a ton of things. He's amazing. <laughs> but Excel is his zone of, zen- of, of zone of genius. Excel is an area in which he soars. It's a significant area of expertise. What's yours? For me, strategic planning and strategic thinking is huge. That's a big expertise of mine. Being able to take a situation or a challenge and strategically work through that and build plans to execute to solve a particular problem or issue or just to strategically develop a plan for how to move forward. That's why I'm a career mindset strategist. I don't have to necessarily know your background in your career or work in your industry or perhaps even work in your business because some of my clients are actually entrepreneurs. But I'm a strategist, so I can take the situation and the challenge that you're working with and apply strategic and critical thinking constructs to it to get you to the level that you want to be, to get you to what? That next move, right? So what are you good at? What is it? You tell me. You tell me, all right? I want you to write that down. And then I want you to take a look at your experience. I want you to take a look at your experience. So your actual positions that you have held in your career, okay? In your professional journey, all of them all of them. You mean even that job when I was 16? Mm-hmm, that one too. I want you to look at your all, okay? The complete, full, the all, I want to, okay? The whole. I want you to look at all of it. And in each one of those, I want you to think about, okay, if this is my experience, take away the actual identifying factor for that particular job or that company and get to the heart of the matter of what you were actually doing. So for example, if you are managing and leading high-performing teams, right? That managing and leading high-performing teams and the experience that you have doing that can happen in your current company, in your current role, or somewhere else. Because we're not speaking to the team that you actually managed at X, Y, and Z company, we're saying that you have experience in managing high-performing teams. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? That's an easy one. Let's do another one. Maybe perhaps you have experience in uh, operations or uh, performing administrative duties, right? And perhaps you're doing that in a healthcare setting and you were able to Um, I'll use a very personal example, able to develop a process that reduced the amount of expired nursing licenses by 25%. Now that is specifically tied to healthcare and and nursing, right? But if I look at that experience that I've had and I look at that bullet that was on my resume, What I've actually am describing is that I know how to develop processes. I know how to develop systems and that are effective and that can improve whatever the challenge and or desired outcome needs to be. So I want you to take a hard look at your resume and strip away its identity when it comes to tying your experience to the company, right? Because we get very specific, as we should, in our resumes, but for this exercise so that you understand your experience, I want you to strip away the identity and I want you to pull out what exactly do you have experience doing regardless of the company in which you are at? Because you can leverage and take that experience anywhere. It's yours. You own it, not the company and organization or team that you work for. 
You own that experience because you're the one who's been able to achieve it. You guys rocking with me on that? I need you to strip away what you've done for X, Y, and Z company, for the bank, for the store, for the firm, for the consulting organization, for the hospital, right? Whatever it may be, for the government, like whatever industry you're operating in, strip away that identity to expose for yourself your experience, your experience that you own, that you've worked so hard to be good at. Because that's what you're going to be able to leverage when you're trying to go somewhere else, right? And then what I want you to do is I want you to take a look at where you're going. So you may say, okay, Tarika, okay, I got it. I got a sense of an idea of maybe where I want to go and what I want to do. I want you to go find that job description. I want you to find that job description in a particular team or division in your current organization. I want you to do searches for similar positions if you don't have access to that particular job description of where you're trying to go. If you're looking to go to another company, I want you to look up opportunities and look for not what you think you can do, look for what you want to do. You hear the difference? Not what you think you can do, but look for what you want to do. What's your desire? And then I want you to do the exact same thing. I want you to take a look at those job descriptions, strip away the identity and start to compare. And you're going to find commonalities within your experience and expertise with what you can transfer over and leverage for this move. Are you guys getting that? No one owns your experience and your expertise but you. And you are so unique that you can you perform all of that in your own unique way. That is your those are your professional assets. Does that make sense? Those are your professional assets, nobody else's. Strip away the identity of the company. In the in every organization that I've worked in, nonprofit, healthcare, contracting, consulting, what have you, those companies and our organizations do not own Tarika's experience and expertise. It is my expertise and my skills that have developed and honed my experience that I own. And I can take it and leverage it and go anywhere I want to at any time that I choose. You have to empower yourself to know that you are in control of your career. Go back and listen to the episode that focuses on being the CEO of your career. You are in control, but you have to start acting like it. And I want you to own your experience and your expertise, strip away the identity of it, and let's see how you can take that raw experience and expertise and transfer it over so you can make your next career move. I know, I know you're like, whoa, Tarika, I know. It stings a little bit, it's okay. But it's because I want you to win. I want you to be successful. I want you to achieve the success that you desire and dang it, you deserve. You deserve, okay? So we good, we clear on expertise and experience? I hope so. <laughs> I hope we're good. Um, if you got to take a little break, take a little breather, that's okay. Pause. I know that's a lot, but I want you to remember that it's yours. Nobody else owns your experience and your expertise, but you. Okay. Let's talk about skills, transferable skills. This is one of my favorite conversations because we forget that we have transferable skills. Transferable skills are those abilities, right? And that you can transfer 
anywhere else. Like they, it's a skill set that you have that you are operating and utilizing at, you know, place A or point A that you can also transfer and use and or evolve into, you know, point B and place B. Does that make sense? You can transfer skills from one to another. That's essentially what a transferable skill is. You can transfer skills from one to another, okay? So when we're talking about transferable skills, let's talk about maybe some situations in which that might be able to happen. And then I wanna share um, some transferable skills with you, okay? So perhaps you're wanting to go from office manager to project coordinator, okay? The key word, or maybe you're just trying to get into the field and space of project management. The key word in where you're trying to go is project. And as an office manager, you are definitely managing projects. A project has a beginning and an end, right? And when you are looking to perhaps make that type of shift, you have to assess and think about, and again, that's why that expertise and experience exercise is so important. Well, what types of projects am I currently managing right now? How did I manage those projects? What were the results, right? Because when you're having to then communicate that into the role where you're going to be, it's not about that, oh, you are an office manager. It's the fact that you have expertise in project management and managing projects, managing costs, managing schedules. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and again, it's going to be at a different level, but it's not that you don't have the skills to do it. It's how we package it and how we leverage it to get to where we want to be, right? To bust that move, right? To get to that next career uh, goal. What if you're wanting to go from consultant to consultant to communications manager? How, what elements of your consulting world aligned with communications? What were you doing in the spaces of managing or interacting with campaigns? Perhaps you weren't the one who was doing the social media and the digital media and the website development, but were you managing the campaign as a consultant? Were you managing that client? Did you have insight into what was taking place? Does that make sense? How can you take some of that expertise and shift that over? How can you take that transferable skills that you had as a consultant and leverage that in the role that you're wanting to go after, which could be communications manager? What if you're looking to shift industries and you're working maybe, let's say, in public health, right? And working with data, working in health communications, working in um, improving health outcomes in communities, whatever it may be. And maybe you want to move into education. You want to become a teacher. Well, outside of the degree requirements that you might have, there's so many ways that you can get into teaching. You can start substitute teaching. You can do teach emergency teacher certifications, which are absolutely a real thing. Um, and I have family members who've done it, right? So you can do so, but you clearly have the public health background that has some transferable skills that can go into now being a teacher, right? Think about how in public health, you're having to kind of dissect various areas of, of health and challenges that we see in communities as it relates to public health. Think about in public health how we're having to educate people to shift their behaviors, right? So a huge thing with the pandemic right now and and really educating communities about the importance of vaccination and having to educate them and demyth some of the miscommunication or misinformation that they're receiving, right? You're already educating just in a different way. So perhaps instead of doing public health, 
you become a health teacher or you become a history teacher or whatever it may be, whatever your desire is. But again, it comes from you looking at your expertise and your experience and your skills, stripping away the organization and company division, whatever it may be that you're in and making it raw so that you can compare it to what you desire and what you want to achieve in your career. What position do you want and how can you leverage what you've already done to get there? Making sense? I hope so. I hope so. Okay. So let's talk about some transferable skills. I'm going to give you a couple and then I want you to think about some of the transferable skills that you might have. So I'm going to give you eight. I'm just going to list them off for you. And then um, actually this week on, on social media, if you're following me on Instagram or Facebook, um, professional underscore DNA on Instagram and just professional DNA on Facebook, I'm going to be breaking down transferable skills and talking about them in batches. Okay. So you've got technical skills, right? Especially with this day and age and it being such a digital error and working with technology is huge, right? Being able to enhance your digital and technical acumen is like necessary, absolutely necessary. Communication um, skills, that's huge. Verbal communication, um, you know, listening, writing, all of those forms of communication are critical and can be transferred over into any role, to be honest with you. Critical thinking and strategic thinking. You can apply your ability to think critically and strategically about anything, right? Depending on where you are. That That is a skill to be able to um, analyze and dissect a particular subject matter or challenge or topic and then think critically about it and think strategically about how to tackle it. Teamwork is huge. Are you a good team player? Do people enjoy working with you? Are you constantly contributing in positive ways and demonstrating value through teams? Teamwork is huge from a culture perspective in companies, especially this day and age as we're in the great resignation and people are leaving because of culture. How do you foster a good working environment and a good team environment just by your ability to have a good skill set around teamwork? Creativity is huge. If you are naturally a creative, there are companies who are looking for innovators and creatives that can, you don't have to be the graphic designer, but can you give creative direction? Do you have a vision? Do you have an innovative mind that can be invaluable to a company that is looking to become more creative and innovative in their particular space or to approach the way they are working in healthcare or with their clients, um, whatever it may be? Right? You got to think about that creativity, leadership, leadership. And I don't mean just managing people, but actually having the ability to lead. People have a desire to follow you because you are a strong leader. You're inspirational. You're empathetic. You have an ability to communicate a vision and a direction and for people to absorb it and want to follow it and work under your leadership. Being a strong and dynamic leader is such an invaluable skill set that is transferable no matter where you go, where you go. And I love talking about leadership and we'll be doing more of that because if you can be a strong leader, man, (laughs) you are opening all kinds of doors because everyone is not designed to lead. I'm going to say that again, and I probably get some people who are like, wait a minute, excuse you. Everyone is not ready for leadership. Everyone is not designed to lead. You're not born a leader. Leaders are created. Leaders 
are shaped and molded. And you have to be willing to go through that process to really get to being a good leader. Okay. Um, Time management and organization, huge transferable skills. Having the ability to manage time and manage it well, having the ability to organize and prioritize for that matter, and to do so that yields positive results for a company, organization, or team is huge. And being able to speak to that and how you are able to manage time, keep things on schedule, keep things on um, on time, especially projects, that's huge. All of these are transferable skills. So again, another assignment. I know a lot of homework today. I want you to think about what are your transferable skills? What are the things, the skill sets that you have, both soft skills and hard skills? What are those things that you have that can be transferred over anywhere? And then here's the bottom line. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Let's attack the fear. Let's build the confidence and let's look at your expertise and your experience and your skills and let's bust a move. Let's go and get the career that you desire and you deserve. Let's stop settling. Let's get out of that 85% of people who are not happy with their jobs and let's get you into a place where you're growing and you're thriving and you are fulfilled and you are in control of doing it. You can leverage your skills and your expertise to get you to your next career move. I know you can do it and I'm here to help you do it. I'm here to help you do it. So let's connect. Let's definitely connect. Be sure that you are following me on social media. Be sure that you're subscribing to the email community so that we stay connected there. And then if you're interested in working together, hey, let's book a discovery call. Let's talk. Even if you just want to have a conversation about where you are in your career, where you believe and you think that you want to go. And then let's talk about how you might be able to strategically get there. Achievers, I believe in you. I believe that you can absolutely have what you desire and you deserve. But it does take some hard work. It takes strategy and it takes having the right mindset. Okay. I hope that you grab one of those seats in my masterclass that's coming up. Train your brain to win. We train for everything. Let's train our brains to win. Okay. We train our bodies. We train children. We train in uh, workshops and things that we need to do for professional development at work. Let's train our brains to win at life and work as well. Okay. I can't wait to see you in that. You know how I feel about you achievers. You have everything you need to be your best and unique self. What is that? You know, guys, your professional DNA, your defined natural ability to succeed. Have an amazing rest of your day or your evening until next episode. Bye.